Hey everybody, welcome to the Hope Young Adults podcast where we help young adults grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm David Hurst and this episode is all about joy. Joy is something that goes much deeper than happiness. Matt Curtis interviews Abigail Rausch about how our strength comes from the joy of the Lord and not the happiness found in this world. This episode comes from our weekly devotional series called The Feed. Well, hey, Hope, uh, Matt Curtis here. Welcome back to The Feed. We've been walking through the series, The Provisions of God, talking about different ways God has provided. Through Him, He provides resources and not just forgiveness, but the act of being forgiving to others and different things like that. And today, uh, we've invited in my good friend, the great Abigail Rausch. No relation to NASCAR Roushes. We just found that out. It was a letdown. Yeah. Yep. I thought she was going to roll in with like an M&M shirt on, an M&M gear. That's, that's what happens in NASCAR. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Not related <laughs> to it. I don't know. <laughs> Abigail, we sent you a list of different provisions that God provides, and it was extensive. Um, and you chose to speak on joy. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, yeah, that list came out, what, three months ago, something like that, start of the year. And I looked through them and I looked at what could be a challenge to me to talk about. And joy seemed that thing. Um, I know I'm not the only person that's ever felt joyless in their walk with Christ. So I think it was important to address where I felt that, why I felt that, how I got there. Um, how to find your way out of it mm. and what I guess what joy means in uh, not just Christian but like a deeply personal sense so yeah it's been my my mission of 2021 to learn how to enjoy joy and lean into it and embrace it yeah that's so. heavy I I mean I don't know if anybody else can relate I've definitely been through a season in my life where joyless is like not a term you hear, but like, mm -hmm. I remember having a conversation with God. I was in college. Several of my friends who were all young had passed away. It was like, mm -hmm. it's referred to in my life map as like the season of death. And I was just mourning and grieving and very emotionally immature. And all I could have was this conversation with God was like, God, I'm not going to have joy right now. And you're just going to have to deal with that. Um, and I think now I have a different approach to what joy looks like. How would you define joy mm. yeah I think I think joy joy is marked several times in the Bible like mm. many times um, Nehemiah refers to it as the joy of the Lord is my strength so it's a thing that strengthens you um, James mentions that we are to consider all of our trials as joy um, because the testing of our faith gives us endurance and that brings us to fullness and maturity uh, so I think Joy is this thing that strengthens us, allows us to endure. It's um, it's a mark of, of maturity to reach a place where despite what's going on in your life, despite circumstance and hard things, you choose to find this thing, to harvest this fruit of the spirit that we have mm -hmm. access to at all times and to just lean into the character of God mm -hmm. regardless of what's going on around you. So I think... I think joy is just the, the purest form of worship that we can give to God, that it's an acknowledgement that we are we are fully satisfied in Him. Yes. So no kidding. I'm like 18 months ago, I have this prayer and I say, God, I don't know that I've ever been satisfied by you. I don't know. Wow. 
I think I've been very Christian. I've repented. I've asked for forgiveness. I've been forgiving. But I don't know if you have ever fully satisfied me. And it is super honest. Well, it uh, wasn't great. And I, you know, <laughs> and I don't say like in that moment, God was like, well, here you go. Here's some satisfaction. Well, right. yeah. um, but I think he has continued to provide over the course of, you know, maybe the following two years, even like just little steps towards what satisfaction looks like. Um, and somebody told me recently the definition of joy. It's broad. I mean, I think, I don't know, you guys may be too young. Ren and Stimpy? No clue. Ren and Stimpy is this terrible 90s cartoon, which probably has only enhanced like the attention deficit in America. This was the beginning of it. But they had this song, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, Happy, Happy, Joy. And it was just terrible, terrible cartoon voices. But uh, I think like we don't know what joy really is. We don't. It's cartoons, it's balloons, it's just this Mm -hmm. silly goofiness. Like if that's what God's supposed to give me, I don't feel that because I'm Mm -hmm. living in the real world and the real world kind of sucks. And um, somebody recently said joy is actually uh, the idea of like being in your being completely vulnerable with who you are, with what hurts you, uh, with your insecurities, with someone having them hear that and accept you for who you are. Um, and I think that's a definition I'm willing to take on as my own. And it's a little long, but yeah. any thoughts there? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, vulnerability a hundred percent, I think is the, the gatekeeper of joy. Mm. Um, personally, I, I take that as a challenge of to be honest and vulnerable with my, with myself and mm. accept myself in all of my shortcomings and feel like I'm a chronic perfectionist. I'm incredibly critical. Uh, I'm very independent, progress oriented. So if I'm not achieving, I don't know who I am. Mm. And so with the pandemic stopping everything and now my social structure is taken away, my work looks very different, ministry looks different, yeah. um, where I'm seen and where I feel valued is all gone. So that puts you in a position to, to turn inward and maybe get counseling like I have mm-hmm. and to to open up about some of those hard things, figure out, okay, what are what are my insecurities? What's stopping me from doing anything? What's um, what's driving me to do the things that I am doing? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I feel about that? How do I articulate it? Um, how do I come to terms with these things in myself? Uh, and I think owning that, being honest with myself, with God, with other people, has only given me an openness that I didn't even know that I could have to be able to experience joy. So I, I, I like the definition that you have, um, that vulnerability with someone else being accepted. Um, but I think for me, the biggest part was uh, figuring out how to accept myself yeah. in light of who God is making me to be. Not just the self-love of like, oh, I can love myself in all my failures, but that God would love me in my failures and recognize that I will never be perfect and that pressure is gone Mm -hmm. to then look at myself and go, if the God of the universe can accept me for who he has made me to be in all of this, Mm -hmm. in all the broken messiness, then why can't I? And who am I to say that I don't accept myself? Yeah. So that's... Like long story short, I guess. <laughs> well, can you can you just expound on that? Like, what has the journey expound. been? Is that the wrong? I don't know. No, I don't know no, English. expound further. Sure. Um, just just that journey of, I don't know, self awareness. Is that what it is? Like, how do you go from a place of, 
uh, I'm a performer to I need a counselor to I'm okay with my brokenness. Yeah. Um, so I've been in counseling now for six months. Okay. But I think that my journey to get there is like the first 26 years of my life gotcha. of not being a very like emotionally vocal person, not expressing how I'm feeling and letting that just become habit. Mm -hmm. And then every couple months, things are very intense and you just get angry or sad and just break down. Mm -hmm. Is That's no way to live. That's no way to cope. And being very performative, trying to anticipate your expectations of me and then perform to meet them getting trapped in my own mind of that. Like you've never articulated that you need X, Y, and Z from me, but I think that that's what you need from me. So that's what I'm going to show up and do. Yeah. And that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's fear-based, it's pride-based. I don't want to disappoint you or anyone else. And I take that into my relationship with God. And then I'm emotionally, relationally, and spiritually exhausted. Yeah. So that's 26 years. The last six months has been a, a, a deeper look at okay, how has that become habit? Why is that habit? Why is that habit not necessarily helpful or good? And how can we shift that? So through working with my counselor and in just personal study of scripture, which is, which has been pretty sparse, I think, in the last year, um, really not until recently have I gotten back into my Bible. Um, but just... I think that self-awareness was, it came out of conversations with someone that I didn't even have in my life until six months ago, oh until she asked questions of like, okay, but why would, why do you think like that? And where do you think that's rooted in and going deeper, deeper than I think the gospel has ever been able to penetrate in my heart, because there are things that I didn't even know were there yeah. that I was just numb to blind to have been there for so long. So yeah, that's kind of the journey. Still well, on it, sure. definitely, but way more open um, emotionally than I've ever felt. And I feel like that has had such an impact on my spirituality and the way that I perceive God. Mm -hmm. Because the ways that I tend to think are very binary, like it's either success or failure or um, it's all or nothing, it's right or wrong. Right. And I think that has, it's, it's based in efficiency. Like I just want to be efficient with my time and resources, all the things, <laughs> which can be a good thing. Sure. But then taking that way of thinking into my relationship with God, into my theology is just, that's not, that's not where that belongs. Like yeah. it's not about success and failure in a relationship that's based on grace. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So I identify with like the projection of, you said kind of more like the projection of your expectation on me that you don't really expect of me, but this is what right. I, um, I do this thing where I like project your disappointment on me. Like I'm mm. assuming I've already let you down. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of correlates to every relationship. If it's with God, the father, whether it's with my wife, you guys here, like somehow I've let you down or I'm about to. Wow. So I have to like present some other likable, achievable form. Uh, and it's, it is, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, so, and I think the joy comes, it's all identity based. Like does every. Right. You know, it comes back to this place of I know who I am and my identity is made in Christ. I'm a new creation and he loves this messed up version of me. And he's not waiting on me to be perfect, to mm -hmm. not make mistakes, to not have doubts, to not have tension and conflict in relationships or life or whatever. Uh, he accepts me 
this way in his way is better and he's calling me into that and i just think that's so freeing yeah you know so um yeah um what book were you talking about which one was that Ooh. um uh, i'm not sure i there, i have a couple on my list here but the one the one that i have found to be uh a great uh, supplement to what I'm learning in scripture, what I'm learning in counseling about myself has been um, emotionally healthy spirituality, yep. which you actually recommended to me a couple months before I started counseling. And then I didn't read it until three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't think, I don't think you've ever read anything before you're supposed to read it. Like, mm. I think that's just part of the ta- the, the grace of God's timing. Uh, because if I had read that book when you gave it to me, I would have felt nothing but condemnation. That mm-hmm. this is yet another area where I'm failing God. Yeah. And reading it through a different lens after I've started to accept some things about myself and realize, no, that's that my thinking is broken. Not that my mind is broken, but this 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 pattern of thinking yeah. is faulty. Um, allowed me to see, oh no, there's, there's freedom to be found. And this is a resource as a tool to help me do that. Yeah. So like one of the things that Peter says in this book, Oh, Pete. First Good old basis. Pete. Can you say um, his last name? Scazzaro is my guess. I don't know. Peter Scazzaro. Um, there's <laughs> no Italian in me whatsoever, <laughs> so I'm probably butchering it. But he says, to feel is to be human. To minimize or deny what we feel is a distortion of what it means to be image bearers of God. To the degree that we are un- unable to express our emotions, we remain impaired in our ability to love God, others, and ourselves well. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our feelings are a component of what it means to be made in the image of God to cut them out of our spirituality is to slice off an essential part of our humanity. And I, I remember telling my therapist, um, I was probably at the beginning of my seeing her that I felt like I didn't enjoy joy. I didn't know how to enjoy it. Um, and the idea of enjoying joy seems very meta, but, um, (laughs) I, at the same time that I said, uh, like, no, <laughs> the way you think about the way you think. Okay. Um, so enjoying joy, it's sure. kind of redundant in that way. But um, at the same time that I said that to her, I just felt so much guilt and fear that as a Christian, not only was I not receiving uh, a fruit of the spirit, I wasn't able to extend it to anyone else. Mm. And that now Peter is like, oh, you're slicing off a piece of your humanity. Um but just that, that our feelings at all are a reflection of our being image bearers of God. And when we had talked about um, joy before, I had talked to you about the relationship I was finding in Scripture between suffering and joy. Yeah. Uh, and joy really being not tied to any circumstance whatsoever. But um, that even in suffering, we can have joy. Uh, you had said about... God had suffered when we fell from the garden that hurt him and that Christ in our reunion to God through his crucifixion, the crucifixion was Christ's suffering. Mm. Um, but Hebrews 12, one and two lays out that for the joy set before him, he was able to endure the cross, despise the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the father. So I think that and that verse always, because it, it leads with joy, it's for the joy set before him he endured. Mm-hmm. I, I always find a challenge in that of, for the joy set before you, what what can you endure? Right. And it's not a challenge of what can, what can you endure, what awful things can you make it through for the thing, for the reward at the end, but yeah. just like joy is coming. There's a reassurance in that, that 
Um, it doesn't end in the bad thing, but as Christians, we have this hope of, of the future. We have this hope of redemption, no matter what the outcome is that we see. Um, so yeah, I think just keeping that, that perspective of there's still joy to be had here. Yeah, for sure. Pete goes deep. Pete goes deep. He goes deep. He cuts deep. He, um, one of the things that that book really helped highlight in my life was just like the lack of, and I might've already said this, the lack of emotional awareness, Mm -hmm. uh, as a man and maybe just a man raised in the home I was raised in emotions were not highly valued. We didn't sit around and talk about our feelings and pat each other on the back and high five everybody. And it was just, no matter how you feel about something, it may not matter that much because mm-hmm. things still need to get done around right. the house. And I think um, I think the thing that I'm inspired by by young adults is they're more willing to engage these thoughts. And I think through for the sake of mental health, for the sake of uh, spiritual growth, for the sake of uh, intimacy and being known and understanding self, those are the conversations that are being had, um, you know, not just here, but kind of all over. And it's, it's exciting. The church has a, a very bright future, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people are willing to have hard conversations and ask hard questions and go, I don't enjoy joy. What's up with that? Like, that's right. honest, as you said that's earlier. A, that's a, a hard a, thing yeah. to admit to myself and publicly. So, um, <laughs> it's yeah. on the Internet, so don't worry about it. No, cool. it'll just, yeah, forever. <laughs> um, do you have other resources that you would uh, recommend all of the feed? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, a couple books that I really enjoyed that made a difference for me. Um, Jenny Allen, Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. Mm. Um, Incredible. It's also got a workbook that goes with it that I have not done, but uh, the book is also very interactive. So if you don't get the workbook, the book is also supplemented with things to do. Um, Wendy also has a book called Practical Theology for Women, How Knowing God Makes a Difference in Our Daily Lives. And I'll just um, highlight her own precursor that theology for women is not different than theology for men. It is just that theology is also important for women and that most uh, theological books are written by men and then read by men. So she was like, space for ladies. Um, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly is one of the most transformational books I have ever read about vulnerability. Oh yeah. She'll curse too, which Mm -hmm. is pretty awesome. She will. Her podcast is fantastic. It's only on Spotify now. So if you're an Apple podcaster, She's gone. And then Peter Scazzaro. Yeah, link. (laughs) I'm not an influencer of any kind. Um, (laughs) Peter Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality also has, um, I think, some exercises in it. Yeah. Can I throw one in there that I actually, somebody told about me yesterday, and I have audio booked nearly 14 chapters since. Oh, wow. Uh, And I might get the title wrong. It is called Killing the Spider. Anybody heard of this? It's by a guy named Carlos Whitaker. Yeah. And the the imagery, um, and this is kind of this is different than joy, but also part of this conversation. Going mm-hmm. deeper, asking yourself hard questions, and probably seeking out what's really going on. And the idea uh, in that book is like there's cobwebs everywhere. Joy, I don't enjoy joy, man. This, I wish I could. There's cobwebs of mm-hmm. me not enjoying joy everywhere, or not performing up to my standards, or not being accepted for me, you know, by whatever people. These cobwebs keep showing up, but really he asks a question like there's a spider that's deeper. That's the issue that keeps creating these cobwebs that keep coming up and up. 
Uh, and my man, Mike Spencer, he recommended to me, that to me yesterday, and it has, it's great. It's an easy listen. You should check yeah. it out. But it's all part of the same conversation, asking questions, leaning into what God says about mm-hmm. us, uh, about Him, and, and on that journey. So yeah. thanks for sharing with us. Of course. It's been awesome. Yeah. Usually I call Abigail on the phone, and we'll talk for 45 minutes or an hour, and I'm like, man... I gotta be a better Christian because she she's got it going on. Um, uh, respectfully, no, oh, that's in, not you're true. You're encouraging at all. and challenging, and I appreciate that about you. Challenging um, for sure. Yeah. She was also starting a young women's small group this May, so check Confirmed us out. Confirmed now. <laughs> yes. Hot off the press. Uh, in other news, the fruit of the spirit is one fruit. It's not plural. So Abigail taught me that earlier. You mind praying us out? Oh, sure. All right. Put it on the spot. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Father God, thank you so much for um, this time together, uh, this time to be vulnerable and talk about hard things that probably don't get a lot of airtime that we um, tend to just keep to ourselves. We may not be honest with ourselves or with, with you, with other people about um, the hard things that we are facing and uh, and don't want to open up about for fear of how it would look um, or you know how others would perceive us. But God, um, I just pray that through this and in this moment that you would draw near to the people who are uh, afraid to let other people in, afraid to let you in, um, that you would just open them to be honest with themselves and honest with you, um, to be vulnerable, to be open, to be open-minded, open-hearted, open-handed, um, to let go of some of these things that are, um, that are holding us back from experiencing joy, from being authentic with ourselves, um, let us let us find all find that that person that we can talk to and be vulnerable with and accepted by. Um, equip us all to be the person that accepts someone else to to allow them to feel accepted and um, reward that vulnerability and meet it with joy and grace. Is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hey, love you guys. We'll catch you next week on the feed. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, head over to gethope.net slash young adult. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so we can stay connected.